0: Welcome to the G3 Podcast. I am Virgil Walker. This is Josh Bice and Scott Annual. They make fun of me every time we get started with these kinds of things. Well, you wrote our names down on well, your ha- pad, so that to, helps. Yeah, that helps uh, yeah. quite a bit. I- hey, my name is Josh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen, we're glad that you're joining us for this edition of the G3 Podcast podcast. Um, we have a lot of ground to cover with regard to our, uh, the conference that we just came back from. Um, we love going. I, I love going to conferences. Yeah. Uh, I love when I'm not running the conference because I actually get <laughs> <Yeah>. to because <laughs> I actually get to hear the speakers, enjoy and absorb. But um, ShepCon is what we're going to discuss. Shepherd's Conference, and it, it's. There's nothing like it. I mean, from from a standpoint of of pastors gathering in one space, uh, getting fed the word of God, expository preaching. There's absolutely nothing like it. And and so it would have been awesome had we thought to maybe even show up there live and had a whole camera crew. But that's difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to kind of get back to our own space and then talk <laughs> through. Um, our experience, what happened. Uh, but we just want to give you a firsthand account of, of kind of what we experienced, what we saw. In fact, Josh, you actually wrote an article that kind of teed it up, I thought was really, uh, really great. Uh, why don't you get us started?
1: Yeah, so as we think about conferences, you know, it's a, it's almost like a little slice of heaven mm-hmm. on earth for just, a you know, a couple of days mm-hmm. In fact I was talking to Paul Washer once and that's the way he described it. It's it's like, you know, you you come together from all of these different areas around planet Earth and you get together and you can fellowship, break bread together have really good conversations it seems like everyone's on their best behavior right, right. Um, most most everybody yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> most of the time right and uh the crazy uncles name it. come was, out I, say, I won't name any names yeah. really that long. <laughs> but but you know again it, it's not like it's not like the church mm-hmm. because the church is messy and difficult and it's real life and the, uh, a conference is almost staged and it's produced and it's you know, there's a lot of things happening around a conference that you wouldn't typically see in the life of the church. And that can be a good thing. Uh, Conferences are beneficial for us. We we're able to get away from the responsibilities of life and spend, you know, time together, intentional time together, uh, fellowshipping together, worshiping together. And then sessions are going, you know, all day long, obviously. Um, I've heard it stated like this, uh, that that Shepherd's Conference is, you know, a conference for pastors. It's ShepCon, right. and then G Three is a conference for the church, and it's SheepCon. Mm-hmm. Right. I've right. heard it, you know, phrased yeah. like that. Yeah. But, but as you mentioned in the opening, Virgil, um, you know, Shepherd's Conference, in my estimation, uh, again, I'm a G Three guy. Yep. I love the G Three conference. Yep. Um, aside from G Three. Uh, Shepherd's Conference is my favorite conference to go to. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah. I enjoy going there, uh, spending time with you know the the team, the staff, elders, uh, hanging out with friends, and being mm-hmm. able to you know meet together and plan ministry opportunities and things of that nature. But as we think back to Shepherd's Conference, you know me personally, I've been attending Shepherd's Conference for uh, a good number of years. Mm-hmm. And this conference was a little bit different on a couple of different, you know, levels. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, upon arrival, we went straight to Mm -hmm. Grace to You. We met with Phil Johnson and some friends there from the Master's Seminary, and and we had, you know, started to hear that, you know, John MacArthur might not be preaching at At Shepherds Conference. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, immediately the, the whole feel of the conference took a little bit of a turn mm-hmm. right. because typically John MacArthur starts off the conference by preaching the first session and then he will preach the final session on Friday. Mm. And so then we, of course, arrive at the conference and we, we did hear the report as Dr. Stephen Lawson came out and he, he ended up preaching that first session but uh, the situation with uh, MacArthur's health—he was doing well in the recovery um, from his, uh, you know, stent procedure that happened back in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, planning to make his return to the pulpit mm-hmm. at Shepherd's right.
0: Conference. Right, that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and of course, everyone shows up thinking that, and then he had had a setback because you know he he took a fall, broke his wrist, and and hit his head as well. You could see yep. that. Yep. So. With, with everything that was happening there, we, we started to see that things were a little bit different. Um, typical Southern California weather, you know, it wasn't as sunny and bright. Right. And I mean, the first two days were, but the last day was a full on rain day, yeah, yeah, which weird. made it extremely odd. In mm-hmm. fact, out of all of the Shepherds conferences that I've attended, this was seemed to be the coldest Right. And that first or that that final day of uh, full rain day was a little bit difficult to navigate. But again, um, with with everything that was happening there at the conference, it, it took a little bit of a different turn mm-hmm. with MacArthur's health. But all that to say, what what I walked away with from the conference was encouragement yeah. as I often do, spending time with other pastors. I love being around pastors. I love, you know, Having coffee and talking to other preachers, mm-hmm. it's a it's a joy, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, again, I, I think about the footprint and the impact of not only John MacArthur but but just the Master Seminary as well. Some really good men there that we love, uh, good friends of ours, and so it was just good to have that time. Yeah. But as as we talk today, I, I would really like for us to talk about. You know, As we think about John MacArthur and Shepherds Conference being in his local church, mm-hmm. a conference for pastors, mm-hmm. and what we can learn from this man that we love. Yeah. Uh, again, he's not to be worshipped. I don't worship John MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, a man that I look up to in ministry. I've learned a lot from him. Mm-hmm. But really, as we look at this conference, I walked away... Encouraged because of his steadfastness, his commitment. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. When you wake up in the morning, and you know it doesn't matter if you've worked out, or maybe you've you know experienced an injury, or or whatever, whatever difficulty you might be experiencing in life, to try to push through that is sometimes hard. Mm -hmm. To make it to the pulpit on a Sunday when you've had a really hard week, or you know, you've you, you've had a health setback or or whatever it might be. In this conference, I think we look at John MacArthur and we see him, you know, pushing hard to get to the pulpit, yeah, because he really wanted to preach to the men there, yeah. you know. And yeah. and I was greatly encouraged yeah. by that. Yeah. yeah,
0: Josh, I want to go back to something you said earlier about about day one, kind of when we got there. Um, it was great to have that day. Uh, we 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 flew in early. I mean, uh, had a had a direct flight, and that's a four that's hour a flight. flight. That's a long <laughs> flight. <laughs> I think it was five on the it way was, there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So we get there, we jump into the vehicle, we head over uh, to to Grace to you, and then again, just getting a chance to come out, see our friends, um, you know, and and them giving me a hard time about my very colorful pants, <laughs> you know, that I was wearing. Um, they were bright. Yeah, they were bright, but yeah. uh, the the look was very Californian, right? <laughs> right? Something like that. Okay, too. well, I'll leave it alone. Um, we got in, got a chance to connect with him. One of the things that I really appreciated was, um, I know you've been there for years, and, and you early on forged uh, a relationship, uh, a partnership with GTY, uh, with Grace Community Church, with John MacArthur, with the Master Seminary, with, with G3 uh, and GTY, particularly John, the ministry of John MacArthur, being connected. And so this was the first opportunity that that I had in the role that that I was in to to go back into those spaces with you and kind of experience um, what you had forged with G3. Um, It was a a great experience because what it said to me is we kind of had conversations about issues and challenges and ministry and where we're going to go and what we're going to do was it really laid the groundwork, the foundation for our continued partnership in ministry. As we're witnessing um, ministries uh, capitulate on issues mm-hmm. and things like that, and we're watching things kind of fold in different ways. People going in different directions. It was great to sit in a room and hash out issues and still understand that we're 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 partnered. We're locked. We're arm in arm as we press forward mm-hmm. uh, with regard to ministry. So yeah. for me, that was a that was a that was a great experience to to, yeah. to examine. That, that. That's
2: so important in this day and age when we're fighting you know serious theological battles. Mm-hmm. To, to have to know that there are other men with whom we share a common foundation. Yeah. We're not going to, you know, I don't agree with myself one day to the next, right? I, we're going to we're going to have disagreements over over tertiary things, but we agree on the fundamental issues. We agree on the big battles. We agree on the sufficiency of Scripture, which is probably the key issue of our day. Mm-hmm. Um, And I had the same feeling. It's it's nice to be in a room and to be in a whole conference with lots and lots of pastors and men where we share that common level of agreement. And we talk about this all the time. It's so important to forge those kinds of relationships. Yeah. We cannot do it alone. God never intended for us to do it alone. We believe in the autonomy of the local church, but we need one another yeah. in partnerships like that, yeah. in order to stand for biblical
0: truth and yeah. fight the important
2: battles of our yeah. day. Yeah. 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 So
0: I, I felt I thought it was a great connection point. And then, like you said, we we heard the news about MacArthur, uh, and and I think my, my heart just you know was 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 saddened, like everybody in the room. Uh, as you heard about what had transpired, and that he perhaps wasn't going to be at that time, it was you know they were still trying to deal with doctors and uh, the decisions that they were going to make regarding uh, his return. Um, I, I was more of the of the mindset of man let, let let the man just rest, you know, just let him rest, let him get back to full strength and health. Um, we can hear from him when we do, um, and and we'll kind of wait that whole process out, um, and then we we roll into uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Wednesday morning, uh, uh opening, uh, sermon that was given by Stephen Lawson. Um, and, and, and Lawson was, just, I mean, he's, it's, it's Lawson. I mean, it's just, it's it, whatever he's going to do, it's going to, he's going to preach the word. Yeah. Um, and that was just, it was refreshing again, a, a bit bittersweet in that we knew, you know, MacArthur was not going to be there, but at the same time, Lawson got up and, uh, did a fantastic job uh, the first. Sort of a, day. a
2: tender moment there at the beginning. Yeah, he acknowledged. Yeah, you know, he was glad to be there, but he would, yeah. he would have rather had Dr. MacArthur open. Yeah, the, absolutely, open the and you could
1: well. sense that. Yeah. you know, he had a pastoral sensitivity mm-hmm. to you know the the approach to the pulpit. In fact, what I've seen on social media is that he was actually critiqued for that. And and you know, again, this this age that we live in, within you know the world of social media um it's it's really sad to see that i yeah. mean Lawson loves John MacArthur and you know again they're 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 linked up and partnered up in in gospel ministry yeah. not only you know in conference settings but also you know as you know the the, the training of men at the master seminary yeah. so right. you know he he really wanted Dr MacArthur to be there mm. and uh, again you know Dr is getting older and so you know uh, again, Lawson sees this and he comes to the pulpit, you know, everyone's anticipating right. Dr. MacArthur to right. be there right. and he takes the pulpit in his place. And so he, you know, he he did have a tender moment. Sure I, th- I think that that was good and appropriate. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't inappropriate yeah. at all. Yeah.
0: I, I thought so too. I, I saw the critiques on social media. What it caused me to recognize was That those who are detached, and I've seen this uh, more than one time having been uh, at Grace Community Church for different events, when you're not in the room experiencing what everyone else is experiencing at the same time uh, and you're seeing it on social media, it's a different lens. We always tell, we often tell people uh, being in the room is totally different different. from watching it online. Uh, it's a different experience. You're seeing it. Your, 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 your firsthand account is really an, an, an impactful uh, experience. And so uh, for those that were the, we, we yeah. counted, uh, we counted what he shared was as a tender moment. Uh, it was a it was a, a beautiful thing to witness. One man whose ministry is, is just had a global impact with another man whose ministry is having global impact. Yeah. and and to to witness the affection, the godly affection that they had for one another, and and shared in some words, again, that were uh, perhaps taken out of context to a degree. Uh, There's no one worshiping MacArthur. I think Lawson would be the first to say that he worships God alone. Uh, But it was great to experience in the room, and you sensed kind of the feel of that. Now, I'd say that, and I don't mean by that, uh, that someone watching online can't critique something, uh, I simply mean that that the first your firsthand account in the room is a, it's a totally different experience uh, than a, than a, a lens that you're trying to put over uh, what's happening, and then Lawson gets up and just knocks the ball off the you know knocks the cover off the ball. Uh, with Romans nine yeah. and uh, and just unpacks it for mm-hmm. us and, and really charges us up for uh, what's to come next and so it was a really really great experience and it was great to be again with with my with my, my guys in ministry where we were kind of witnessing and watching and experiencing the whole thing.
2: Yeah, if there's any text I associate John or uh,
0: Steve Lawson with. It's Romans nine when yeah. he said that I went okay. Yeah. Well, this is this will be yeah. good. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So, as as I as I kind of thought about that and, and experienced that, I, I like you thought about the the magnitude of MacArthur's ministry. Like you, I thought about being here, and I think there's there's a little bit of something that everyone is thinking, and I and I believe Lawson had in his mind, which is, will this be potentially the last time I hear yeah. or see or, or or experience John MacArthur uh, in person? Uh, if if the sermon he gave at the end was any indication uh, as we witnessed him get more more vigor and vitality the longer he went, um, I, I'd say he'll be around for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I'll, I'll leave that to you to kind of tee up what uh, what took place in, in, in that space and how long he, you actually clocked how long he preached uh, during that time. Yeah, it was Fred. an estimate. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but 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 yeah. Again, we have to get to day two, yes. right? Yes. And day two, we open up with, uh, you know, again moving towards, you know, beyond the the, the opening sermons right. to uh, the Q and A, where yeah. that was when Doctor MacArthur came out and obviously had on the ball cap yep. and and all because of the big bruise in his forehead. But again, even then, he's really going against. You know, doctors' orders. Yep. Yep. You know, they're telling him it would be wise to stay home mm-hmm. to get rest, mm-hmm. and and he wanted to push to get himself there, and then you know see if maybe he could test the waters about preaching the following day. Yeah. But before we get there, we we should probably start with how that morning started because, mm-hmm. um, you know, my tradition, uh, I I typically <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah, here it comes. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> You know, these guys, I tell you.
0: Oh, man. He's yeah. going gonna to go there. Yeah. 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 I can't
1: believe you guys. <laughs> so because of our meeting at Grace to You, we, right. we could not typically do the, the tradition, which is fly into L.A., right. go to In-N-Out right by the airport, watch the planes, the planes land in, right, right over right, right. the top of the restaurant, right. go drive to the park and do the hike up to Hollywood Hill and right. stand on Which top of the Which I was very much you know, ready to do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need yeah. to put that there for the record. Uh, yeah, oh oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, so since since that did not happen, right. then I determined the next morning at five a.m. I would get You're up and go. I would do it by yeah. myself. So at daylight, I'm I'm hiking up to the top and I I did a little video to, to throw you guys yes. under the bus. But mm-hmm. before I left the hotel, I do have No evidence here that I did text. (laughs) I texted Scott. Right, right, right. Are you awake? Okay. What time? What what time did you text him? it's probably 523. Right, right, right. a.m. But that was Thursday. <laughs> you got to go
2: back a day. Yeah. Because because of the time change and jet lag. Right. Yeah. Wednesday morning. Body
1: clock, I'm waking up yeah, on Yeah, I woke Eastern up dive. like at 3:30. Yeah.
2: I went to the to the workout room at 4 a.m., yeah, got in a run, yeah. all of that. And so then the next day, Thursday, I, I said, "Man, I got to get some sleep." Yeah. And so I had my phone on do not disturb and yeah. well, If you had told me the night before, That you were gonna hike up, I would have been right there with you. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Had you told me? Oh, yeah. Had you told me the (laughs) night before? Yeah, I wouldn't have gone. Well, (laughs) you know, the interesting thing
1: is, if I pull up my pictures here. And I start to go back in time. I do actually have record that yeah. my my brother Virgil has made. I've it to been the there.
0: Top. That, that's, I, one and done. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I checked so, the box,
1: so we're all good. Yeah, yeah. Virgil's made it. Made Scott, it. on the other hand, hadn't made we're it. Still yet. in bed. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll we'll see about
0: next There's year. There's always next. There's time. always next time. Yeah. There's yeah. always next time. Well, I, so, I I saw the message early. Yeah, and yeah. I responded. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the day starts. And we arrive Shepherd's Conference. Beautiful morning. Mm-hmm. We get there. You know, uh, the first sermon that day was Phil Johnson, right? Was Phil Johnson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic mm-hmm. sermon. Um, I
2: loved how he walked through the the, the theme was the remnant mm-hmm. the whole conference, right. Right. and he walked through this concept of the remnant throughout Scripture, which is, I think, so applicable and valuable for us today. As we talked about earlier, having partners in the gospel, we're fighting battles, we're standing for truth, and recognizing that we're in the minority, but right. we still need to stand. And that was a, a really strong message. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I think Phil is always one of my favorites. Yeah. Um he, he is a wordsmith. Man. And Phil has a way of of communicating truth. And, and I say this often, and, it, and it's in it's the truth. He he can communicate the truth and and reinforce what he's saying, three different angles, Mm -hmm. and crafting really well-structured sentences that help, you know, address the issues, and and oftentimes putting the cookies on the bottom shelf for people to understand. He's a really good communicator.
2: Economy of words. Economy of words. He's got it. He's got it. Uh, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, he does. The the, the economy of words is definitely there. At the same time, I've said this often, Phil is, is, he's encyclopedic mm-hmm. in his delivery, and there are, there are double or triple meanings at times with some of, the, some of the ways he crafts words and puts things together. And so uh, if you've heard a sermon by Phil Johnson once, I, I'd say you haven't really heard it until you've heard it about the third or fourth go around, hmm. uh, because there's just so much meat on the bones of what he shared in the yeah. context. It's just fantastic.
1: So, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah and then we eventually arrive at that Q&A session and and again Dr. MacArthur comes out Austin Duncan comes out to be the moderator mm-hmm. for the for the time there and um and you, and you could just sense that he was weak yeah you could sense that he was you know obviously he stated he was medicated he was drinking water to keep yeah. his mouth dry yep. because it was so dry he was trying to you know ha- have some have some liquid there in yep. his mouth yep. and right. And so all of that, you know, just, you know, that scene, you could just sense that, you know, here's a man who really, really wants to be here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be at home. And right. again, so in the article that I wrote, I started off by saying, I, I, I want to point pastors to see what they can learn from John MacArthur mm-hmm and again his steadfastness, right? So he's going to be steadfast in the faith. He's not interested. Look, if you know anything about John MacArthur, you know this. He is not interested in throwing in the white towel, mm-hmm. right? He's not interested in in sitting back and and giving up. Right. I mean, the men that that serve alongside him, fellow elders can testify that you know, he would say it like this. He would rather crawl in as opposed to calling in, right, 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 and you could see that. Yeah,
0: you could, you could. I think it was de- definitely demonstrated in, in during the Q and A. His speech was slowed, uh, but at the same time, there was not a question thrown at him uh, that that you could tell he didn't have mentally and and an, you know an aptitude to. Understand, have depth of thought about the idea, uh, have a range where he wanted to go. And yeah. so, uh, he, you know, mentally acute, he was there. He knew yeah. what was going and on. And
1: to that point, if you think about it, as the questions are being thrown at him, I mean, here's a man who's just suffered an injury. He's on his way back from you know, health setbacks and recovery mode and all of this, but he's paying attention to what's happening. Yeah. Because he was talking about the revival issue. Yep. Yes. And he was on point yep. with yes. his answers. Yes.
0: Absolutely. In fact, saying some of the same things that we had said uh, during our po- I wonder if I wonder if he's listened to the to the G three podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm sure it's on his iPhone. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, but I loved his line and I used this in an article this past week. That uh, you know, a lot of what was going on in the Asbury Revival, for example, was chords over Christ, mm-hmm. which is exactly right. And he made the comment, "Shut off the music and see what happens." And he was he was exactly right. Yeah, I was absolutely. I was I was you know I don't I'm usually verbal you yeah. know when I'm listening. To yeah, the yeah. Preaching, I, I was noticing I was, that you were admitting I was. You were saying, "Come on,
1: come, yeah, on. It come was on, a somebody. memorable
0: moment Wow. Yeah. 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 I thought yeah. I thought he might go a little Pentecostal. I was no careful. I wouldn't do that. My, I my thought hand, I saw he was raising my red
2: hands red? got about yeah. chest high, but then I gained you control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, I mean, he like walked through the sermon that he was going to preach, and yeah, he, he basically did. preached the sermon almost yep. that he wasn't able to preach the day before. Yeah. Yep, uh, walked through that. Uh, it it would have been good. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll preach it at some point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: I hope that again the the Q and A. I don't know what they'll do with that. Uh, if if in video format that'll actually come out, given the nature of his health, uh, what you'd want out there in the in the public sphere for all all kinds of folks who don't appreciate MacArthur or don't like his ministry, how they might use it, uh, but content wise, it was it was helpful, mm-hmm. uh, especially given where we are, what was going on culturally. Uh, and and speaking very uh, directly uh, and emphatically, I think, to the issues that that, that are out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, from the Q&A to the very next day and all day long, people are anticipating, okay, what's going to happen? And then eventually you arrive at the final sermon. And again, Shepherds Conference, the way that they typically operate is the first session is really, really heavy and big Mm -hmm. with a lot of, you know, musical instruments and instrumentation and the choir and all of that. And then it's paired back throughout the conference, and then it builds back up for the final sermon on Friday evening. And that's exactly what happened. And again, Dr. MacArthur was there, and he came up and sat behind the musicians. And then when it was time for him to go to the pulpit, he marched straight to the pulpit and stood there, For an hour and a half, Mm -hmm. approximately, and just walked through the last three chapters of Zechariah and delivered this message that was so, you know, like passionate. It was, it was, it was building up in his soul. You could tell he wanted to deliver this sermon. And again, I think that the tone that I saw from the Q and A to the final sermon was this convictional. Tone Mm -hmm. that here's a man who's speaking with conviction. He's not speaking as if he's not sure about anything. And again, this is typical John MacArthur, Mm -hmm. right? Right. I mean, this is from the very beginning. You can go all the way back to February of 1969 when he takes the pulpit there at, Mm -hmm. at Grace Church. And you go all the way to this Shepherd's Conference, and there's not a sermon that you can find in the library of all of his sermons, mm-hmm. that's not convictional. Right. Like the man... Believes what he believes, yes. and he wants you to believe it too.
0: Yes, and and that's
1: yes. that's really important when you're preaching the word.
0: Yeah, yeah. it, it not, not only that it, it 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 translates like you know when I think about a, a Mike Riccardi, uh, you know some, some of the guys are, that are at uh, uh, at the Master Seminary, uh, Nate Boozanitz, those those guys are they they're very similar, mm-hmm. right? They 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 want it. They they they're convicted about mm-hmm. what it is they believe, and they want to preach that truth, but also convince you yes. of their position. Yes. Well,
2: and we live in such a wishy-washy day when that kind of thing is criticized. Right. But what that ought to be how we, we ought to believe what we believe, yeah. stand for what we believe, and teach what we believe. Yeah. And some, you, you might disagree with a particular position someone holds, but I respect the the steadfastness and the commitment and the conviction. That's Absolutely. something to be yeah. admired for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, the, the postmodern pulpit is weak. <gasps> And it's and it's shallow, and it, it, it again it has no backbone. And so this type of preaching will always be you know offensive right. mm-hmm. to the culture that we live in today. Yeah. And so I really appreciate that about John MacArthur yeah. mm-hmm. is his his steadfastness, but his convictional tone. You know, again, that's what I believe preaching is. Right. I mean, it's one thing to stand up and and teach, mm-hmm. and teaching can be very much. Convictional as well, Right. Mm-hmm. because you're trying to motivate, you're trying to teach and you're trying to dispense information. You're trying to help people along uh, and then you're trying to motivate them. But again, preaching goes a step further. Yeah. And again, you hear that in MacArthur's voice and to your point earlier. Um, as the sermon went along, instead of John MacArthur getting weaker Mm -hmm. and sort of fading away in his sermon, he was getting stronger as the sermon went on. Yeah, yeah.
0: You you talk about the strength of preaching. You talk about convictional preaching. I want to invite everyone listening to the podcast to a space and place where they're going to experience that live uh, and in person, Uh, and that is at the National Mm G3 Conference, the 2023 G3 National Conference here in Atlanta, September 21st, through the twenty third, we're going to be covering the doctrine of the sovereignty of God. You you will want to be in the room as we've been talking about the difference and the disconnect. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not there, I, I, I want to encourage you to get there. Don't wait to figure out. Hey, we'll, we'll wait for the video to come out. We'll wait for some experience, or someone will tweet something and we'll find out what's going. Or on. even
2: live watching. It's just not the same. It's
0: it's just it's just not the same. Yeah. You want to be in the room experiencing it firsthand. There'll be so many great things that are happening. So many great things uh, that we're planning. Uh, what's happening has been incredible from a standpoint of the the numbers of people that are uh, that are uh, uh, responding that are registering for the conference it's the the numbers are just amazing i, I don't want you to wait too late get there go to g3man.org uh, register today uh, get there be there we want to see you in in, in the space and yeah.
2: we're, we're we're having to figure out where we're going to put people if people wait to register they might find that there's no more room. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to make some room. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, make some, I'll make some room for you. Sir. You just sign up and I'll make some room for you. We'll make it all happen. No, but going back to the conviction and preaching, I you know, I, I agree those are the kinds of things that you appreciate about about a ministry that stood the, the test of time. Yeah, yeah. That, that it hasn't wavered, that it hasn't well we we, we thought this one day and now we're going to switch the next day or they're they're looking at, at polls uh, you know to determine what they're going to believe. Uh, the man has stood on the word of God convictionally, uh, expositionally preaching it uh, in, in the you know in the pulpit. And the people are are a reflection of that. And so what you experience from that, I, I, I heard it said, uh, you know, hard preaching, uh, it softens yeah. the heart. Uh, and that's exactly what you experience yeah. from the people in those in yeah. those spaces and places.
2: And it's not that, that uh, John MacArthur has not shifted views on things over the years. He has. He's acknowledged, oh, I need to shift this to be more biblical. But like you said, it's not a back and forth, right. wishy-washy, what's he going to believe today or tomorrow. It's yeah. always conviction based on the yeah. Word of God. And uh, that is definitely to be admired. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Josh earlier that you know 1969. I, I th- one of the things that is so encouraging to me about MacArthur, he, his his influence, his expositional preaching, his reach, his global reach, all of that is is, is you know something to admire. But a man being in the same pulpit, in the same church that long is so rare today. Yeah, it is. So even if he didn't have the voice that he had, he didn't have the reach, he didn't have a big church, he didn't have, you know, GTY, that would be still something to admire and mm-hmm. and respect. Mm-hmm. And I admire, you know, you hear about a no-name pastor who's pastoring mm-hmm. this little country church and has been there for 50 years. Yeah. That that kind of steadfastness is what we need in our churches today. And all of these things we're talking about are just sort of evidences of that or fruit of that. Absolutely, The fact that he made you know, wanted to be there, wanted to be in that Q&A and wanted to be in that last sermon and preached for an hour and a half. These are all just uh, further
0: evidences of that steadfastness, which every pastor should seek to emulate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I The other piece that was, was awesome, and, and that is a part of the experience of, of any conference, mm-hmm. and Particularly this conference, Josh, you mentioned it earlier when you talked about getting a chance to see our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, the the experience of being in, you know, kind of in that in that plaza area. I know you and I took us a, a spot, you know, over there by, by one of the videos, and we're able to interact with with folks from a number of different ministries that we want to that we want to connect with uh, and partner with. And man, it's a joy to kind of get up, get there early, spend time. There's food everywhere, and I try not to gain a bunch of weight, but that's mm-hmm. a whole nother conversation for another day. So I got a hike to the Hollywood sign. Yeah that's what yeah that's what I should have done absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you feeling real good about yeah, that right I <laughs> do, I do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but it was great to to connect with ministry partners, with folks who want to partner with us in ministry, to connect with folks that are part of our G three church network um, and to see how they were doing and what several was of our G
2: three press authors mm-hmm. got to connect with. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that that was just another facet of of the ministry, getting a chance to getting a chance to connect with so many, so many partners uh, and experiencing what God is doing in their ministry, getting to see that firsthand and have those firsthand accounts, I think was really, really something special.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. always special. In fact, uh, you know, just walking through the the bookstore area and just, you know, talking to mm-hmm. publishers and ministries that we partner with already, yep. Yep. looking forward to you know plans. In fact, lots of people were coming to us to talk about G three yep. coming up in in September. In fact, you know, we're so far ahead with registrations that we are actually running out of room, yeah, yeah. and we're having to. Think about, you know, splitting up spaces and different things. So we're trying to be creative. But the fact is, you know, these conferences provide those opportunities for networking and for partnerships and ministry. And and so it's a a valuable thing Mm -hmm. to be able to attend a conference, to be able to go to a conference and be there in person is something that that you should do. Don't just live stream a conference. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, again, Lloyd-Jones would say it this way. He was adamantly opposed, by the way, to having his voice recorded right. and his sermons right. recorded yep. because, in his opinion, you could not really capture the, the lightning and the thunder of the mm-hmm. sermon mm-hmm. when you're just listening to a cassette, right? you know, or, right. uh, you know, in, in our day, an MP3 or right. something of that nature. Um, so, as we think about that, as we were talking about earlier, just being in the room mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live stream the G3 conference, you're going to see the sermons, you're going to see uh, the people singing, um, and, and then it's going to go to, you know, just a, a lot of advertisements mm-hmm. and it's going to be break session. Mm-hmm. You're going to miss the bookstore. You're going to miss all of the, the giveaways. Mm-hmm. You're going to miss the opportunities to sit with 8,000 mm-hmm. or, or, or more people, yeah. you know, in that room. To be able to, you know, fellowship and to, to think about ways that you could do ministry yeah, together, yeah. partner together, all of that.
0: Yeah, the live singing, so the exhibitors, yeah, hundreds yeah. of exhibitors. I mean, we'll
1: singing, you know, with, with you know, sort of like I'm in my, my living room mm-hmm. and I'm listening to a sermon or a session at the G3 conference and it's live mm-hmm. and I enjoy that, but at the same time to be in the room with eight thousand people singing, you know, praises to God is yeah. is something that's 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 quite that's, unique. That's
0: a rare
2: opportunity. Yeah, it's it's that's rare. A rare opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I, I you mentioned earlier the difference between preaching and teaching and I think that's even even with sermons, you can mm-hmm. watch a live stream or watch a video or listen to a recording and you can get information and that can be beneficial to you. But you you don't Actually, get the full impact of the admonition and exhortation you unless you are actually physically under the pulpit. under the pulpit, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Because think about it: how many times have we been listening to sermons in our offices <laughs> well, or at home or in the car, and we can so easily just push pause, mm-hmm. or we can get up and go to right. the refrigerator and get a <laughs> right, drink. Right. Right. You know, it's so casual. <laughs> right. And we're conditioned to that, yeah. and it conditions us to think that way when we think about listening to sermons. I think that's one of the dangers of technology. Right? Yeah. But like you said, Scott, being in the room where you are, you are hearing the herald of God proclaim the word of God to the people of God mm-hmm. for the glory of God is is
0: unique. Yeah. It is. It is. It's a joy to be able to do that. I love what we're able to do with G three and providing those kinds of opportunities for for people. Uh, not only across the country but around the world who actually come uh, and and participate in uh, the G3 conference and and, and the kind of preaching that takes place uh, in the pulpit at G3. You don't have any
2: wishy-washy postmodern preachers in those pulpits. No, you don't.
0: No, you don't. You've got guys who are convicted about what they're sharing and they share with power yeah. uh, and energy. And it's, it's a, it's, it's something to behold. And it's it, I, I, one of the things I, that I appreciate about, about you. You're always telling me, especially when these conferences go on and you've been in, instructing me this time, we'll see how well this works uh, to get under that preaching mm. uh, as the, as the conference a, a ensues, you know, you, 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 save spaces up front for that purpose uh, and, and, and have encouraged me to do that. And, and there are times when I can, uh, but other times I'll have to go back and, and, Listen to it, and it's just—it's not the same experience. Yeah. It just isn't the same. Yeah. I, there is something to being to being there, really yeah,
1: is absolutely. Yeah. And so then, you know, another thing that that I sort of witnessed at the Shepherds Conference this year that was unique, and and I I really do appreciate it, is the the Shepherd's heart that came out in in John MacArthur. I mean, you could tell that you know here's a man who's eighty three, and you know he's at the the last chapter of his ministry mm-hmm. and he still wants to impact pastors mm-hmm. he still wants to shepherd the shepherds mm-hmm. and and that was encouraging yeah. to me yeah. um, just to watch his his care for the men who are entrusted with pulpits and with God's sheep mm-hmm. a critically important moment I think to see in a man's ministry where he's wanting these men to to get it right mm-hmm. uh, again earlier, we were talking about John MacArthur and his reach and his ministry and influence and all of that. One of the things that I've been greatly, you know, appreciative of through the years is just MacArthur's commitment to truth. Yeah, yeah. Is he's not he's not looking at things trying to figure out okay which way is the wind blowing? Mm-hmm. He, he's interested in in truth. Mm. Now, when it comes to his sermon, obviously, you know, you had uh, as conferences are, you know typically go, you know, you have people in the room at a conference. It's not a local church where you're going to have various positions represented in this space, Mm -hmm. right? And so in that conference, you're going to have men who disagree on issues of eschatology. Sure. And again, you've seen people throwing rocks at John MacArthur, you know, criticizing his positions on eschatology and, and all of this. Well, you know, one of the things that that I appreciate about John MacArthur is that he's seeking to anchor himself in the truth of God's Word, and he's seeking to uh, influence people to believe the truth of God's Word. Mm-hmm. And if you think that, you know, John MacArthur's wrong on his eschatological positions, well, then that's one thing. Right. But the fact of the matter is simply this. He's seeking to influence and to motivate people to come along to, to see his position. Right. That's what preaching is. Right. Now, you may disagree with him. Right. And that's fine. You can disagree with him. But again, you need to disagree with him on the basis of Scripture. Right. right? Uh, and, and not on the basis of your own opinion. Right. And that's
2: the thing. The way that he addresses these issues, so text-based, even, even people who disagree with his conclusions are still forced to go to the text, maybe reaffirm or make sure that what they believe is actually based in the text. How can you complain about that? Yeah. Right? He's, he's so rooted in the text of Scripture. I mean, <laughs> like, you, like you mentioned earlier, Josh, he walked through three chapters of, of an Old Testament prophet. Yes. You know, how many people do that, yeah. right? Uh, even just that itself, forcing us to go to the text, go to the text, go to the text. People might come to different applications or interpretations, but we're still
0: all going to the text, yeah. and that's a valuable yeah. thing. Absolutely. That, that part was, was powerful to, to witness. Uh, one of the things I loved about what he said was, you know, he, he challenged us uh, not to be wishy-washy on eschatology, mm-hmm. you know, not to be noncommittal, about about right. the issue of of eschatology, he definitely had had made a a, a commitment that he was going to share and <laughs> in, in, in the in the space where he was in. But it provided us a chance to see not only where he stood, but how he got there. Uh, and And then for us to be challenged by, you know what? what it what it does is it requires me to go back to the text of scripture, examine it, and understand why I disagree and where in Scripture I'm making those different applications. right those, that was yeah,
2: powerful. and the, and that's such an important point for two reasons. His point about, you know not being wishy-washy about eschatology because number 1 mm-hmm. what you view mm-hmm. on eschatology is important yeah. it's not a first tier issue sure. it's it might it's not even towards the top of the list of a second tier issue right. but it's important mm-hmm. right but then number 2 the fact that we can and should disagree about these second layer things but we can still hold firm convictions on them. I think sometimes when we talk about theological triage or differences in theological positions, it's almost as if we all agree the gospel is the most important, so we have to be firm on that. But everything else, we really don't even need to bother on having a position. No, we can recognize they, they, these, are, these are not first-level issues. We can have disagreements over them, but we still ought to go to the text and come to firm convictions about what we believe on these matters. And, again, you don't have to worry about that with John MacArthur. He he believes what he believes because he believes Scripture teaches it. He holds firmly. But he partners with people with whom he disagrees on issues like that, and that's a valuable
0: Model for us as well. I, I think I, I think it is a valuable model. I mean, he he modeled that with R.C. Sproul's for decades. Yeah, exactly. uh, and and we got a chance to witness uh, their relationship mm-hmm. and 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 their constant ribbing of one another. Uh, in a you know, it, when, whenever the conferences came and Q and As and opportunities for them to to share platforms, uh, yeah, were, were were available. I mean, it, there, there was a there was a back and forth, yeah, uh, a, a give and take. And 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 what it did was it, it modeled for us what what two brothers in the lord right two two men of god who who are are, are uh, love the lord love each other and are standing on truth where they can disagree and still have unity this
2: connects with what we talked about before on this podcast and that is recognizing the difference between error and heresy right. we can disagree over these things they're not first level they're not heretical issues we hold our beliefs firm we have good relationships and it, we we need more of that yeah, in our do. modern yeah. evangelicalism. Yeah, we do. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to John MacArthur's eschatology, you know, people need to see that this is not the first time that he's, <laughs> right. you know, delivered heavy blows on this issue, yeah. right? right? He's very passionate about this. Right. And so, I mean, it is who he is. Right. And back in 2007, I mean, he preached at the Shepherd's Conference. <laughs> I think the opening address was why every self-respecting Calvinist should be premillennial, mm-hmm. right, right? right? So he's he's Nothing not new. new to this subject. Right. This is who he is, and you shouldn't have expected anything less than that. Yeah. Um, so anyone that's sitting out there that was highly offended. Uh, should just go back and just review John MacArthur's ministry historically. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is where he has stood for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but but again, I, I think it goes back to this issue of steadfastness mm-hmm. because he's not he's not wavering, he's convictional, but yet, yes, he was throwing some heavy blows, but he's also at the same time approaching the subject with a pastoral sensitivity, with a desire to help people understand. I mean, I think Several times in the sermon, he's he's saying, "I want you to see this. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to get this right." Mm-hmm. And so,
0: um,
1: I truly appreciated that yeah. that
0: heart. Yeah. As 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 we get ready to close, I, I thought about the fact that he kind of laid it out from the beginning, saying, "You know, if you have if, if you if you're dogmatically convicted about uh, your eschatological position." Uh, and you haven't done the homework uh, on the book of Zechariah. You probably need to walk back a few steps uh, and, and and think through where you stand and why. And uh, and then the the gift at the end was a, a four hundred page commentary mm-hmm. uh, from the very book of of Zechariah. So it was great to experience. And it's a hard
2: book. I was I was sort of scanning what different people how different people interpret you know especially uh, I think it's chapter fourteen, and I noticed that in, in Martin Luther's commentary on that chapter, he writes. On this chapter, I give up. I do not know what the prophet is talking about. <laughs> so for a man to stand up and give a a reasoned interpretation of the text is, is
0: admirable. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Well, Josh, I'll give you the last last word as we think about it. you. Had the probably the closest and longest experience with John MacArthur and uh, and, and, and the ministry. I know I've mm-hmm. been impacted for, for a decade or more, uh, probably closer to two, uh, by his ministry, uh, by what's at, you know the the, the expositional preaching uh, and what's taken place there. And again, for me, coming from the spaces and places that that I have uh, to being where we were. There uh, at uh, Grace Community Church, it's a it's phenomenal. I mean, I I, I really kind of recognize and what God has done in and through my life uh, to allow me to be in, in those spaces and have relationships with the men that I've I've admired from afar for a long time. Uh, man, it's a it's a blessing. And then again, along, working alongside you gentlemen as well, it's it's a it's an honor as as we forge ahead and and push push the ball forward. But I just kind of wanted to get your your take, maybe final words on on what you what you experienced and and maybe what what your hopes are as as, as things move move forward for G three for yeah. for Gty and, and and other ministries associated
1: yeah, I mean I think a lot of people you know in our circles they they often ask what's next you know and and, and they it's almost as if they're dreading the day when John MacArthur is no longer with us yeah. right yeah. That's, and, behind, that's behind it. That's behind yeah, the question, absolutely. And, and again, I, I understand that. I understand the spirit of that, obviously. Um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, John MacArthur's ministry is is going to stand the test of time. Um, the library of his sermons will be a great resource to the church for, for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, we have his commentaries. In fact, when I was a young man— um, uh, an older pastor told me, said, you know, I want to recommend you get all of Calvin's commentaries and get all of John MacArthur's commentaries as well, because they can be very helpful to you. Oftentimes you end up sort of piecing a library together. But, But again, I really appreciate having the full works of John MacArthur because, you know, you can just sort of read his sermons as he's delivering these sermons to his church. And you can see you know, how he comes to the conclusions that he comes to as he interprets the text. And so, again, I think he's a, he's a really skilled expositor, so he's greatly impacted my life. Um, I think about, you know, what, what will happen, you know, when John MacArthur is gone. And I think that, you know, obviously the church is going to be impacted there, Grace Community Church. Um, it's gonna it's gonna take on you know a new life because you know John MacArthur is not there anymore. I think one of the most unfortunate circumstances would be, is to force someone else to be the next John MacArthur. That's exactly right. And yeah. and that's that's tragic yeah. when you start you know having those conversations, right. because there's not gonna be another John MacArthur no, right. Absolutely. But But when we start thinking about, you know, what's next, I I think, you know, what you see at the Shepherds' Conference is encouraging because these are men who have been impacted by this man's ministry, and they're in various churches around the world, across the United States, some larger, some smaller churches, and they're trying to do the same thing. They're trying to be committed to truth. They're trying to interpret the Word of God faithfully, they're trying to shepherd the the sheep that God has entrusted to their care. And all of this has been greatly modeled, I think, in John MacArthur's ministry. Yeah. So whether it's, you know, that first sermon where he comes out like a bold lion and he's challenging people to examine themselves at Grace Community Church to see if they were indeed in the faith. Mm. Or whether it's Larry King Live, where he's <laughs> defending the 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 gospel. The gospel yeah. Or whether it's Shepherd's Conference, where he's trying to, you know, help shepherds be faithful shepherds. Mm-hmm. I greatly appreciate the ministry of John MacArthur. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a great, great note to end on. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the G3 Podcast. We wanna encourage you to to like, subscribe, share. Uh, share this far and wide with everyone. And if you're at all inclined to support us in ministry, you can do so by going to G3men.org forward slash give g3men.org forward slash give and and donate every dollar goes a long way to helping us advance the 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 cause of christ every dollar helps us uh, educate encourage and equip local churches for the glory of god so join us connect with us share and again thank you for joining us for this edition of the g3 podcast